Hey, Stu, your rent's due, motherfucker. Hey, Aries, you heard about that new uh, podcast app called Anchor? I sure did, Andy. Guess what? It's time to pay some bills. If you haven't heard about Anchor, it's the easiest way to make a podcast. Let me explain. It's free. And they have tons of creation tools that allow you to record and edit your own podcast right from your phone or computer. Anchor will distribute your podcast for you so it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and many more. You can make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership. And we know you know about that money, Jew boy. It's everything you need to make a podcast in one place. So go download your Anchor app now for free, or you can go to anchor.fm to get started today. Can you feel it, baby? That money? Yeah. And don't be pulling that falling down the stairs shit on me, you hear? Oh, I got a live one here. the motherfucking uh, ground beef from last night. Dude, that. Woo! Welcome, folks. Dude, we're in his hotel. That right is how you start a goddamn podcast. What a... Disgusting. What's happening? <sighs> I think a lot of news was made last night. Is that right? Are we, are we diving straight into shit? No, I'm just saying. I think there... Oh. I had some stuff, but then all the stuff that happened last night seems uh, more appropriate. Right. Um, so, fuck, let's tell them where we're at. Because uh, we've never been here before. We're not in Raleigh, and we're not in, uh, what's the other? Durham. And we're not in Durham. I like the joke you said last night about you don't know where the fuck you're at. And yeah, you, went, you landed in Raleigh Airport, and you two minutes later, when you drove away, you weren't in fucking Raleigh or where Durham. In, where the fuck am I? Yeah, that killed yeah. Um We are in Cary, North Carolina, baby. And um, it's tucked under right under the sack of uh, of Raleigh and uh, Durham. Look at you. Okay, okay. (laughs) Uh, You know it's funny. Um, I got here on. uh, I actually flew in and got in on Thursday at four forty in the morning Um, because I thought I was going to have press, and I didn't on Thursday. All my press was for Friday. So at some point during the day, once I got up, I uh, had the shuttle take me to get some something to eat. And uh, as I was rolling through the neighborhood, it was fucking me up because I'm like, yo, this fucking feels familiar to me. But I couldn't place it. And yeah. then it fucking hit me. What's my spot here? Uh, Danes. 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 Yeah. You heard me talk about this before. If you ever find yourself... And fucking Cary, North Carolina, Dame's Chicken and Waffles, where I had my first gingerbread waffle with those butter smears. With the, don't say butter smears. That's what it's, it's proper what, name. What is it? That's what it's called. That's what I thought it was. Oh, you might be right. I thought you. I was about to say it was the vanilla almond butter. Yeah, but it was called smears. Yeah, I think. The, I thought you was trying to shit nah, on my food. It's just man. called smears, but I oh, said okay, right, I said right, butter right. smears so that people would know what the, gotcha, what gotcha. I was talking about. But yeah, with the with the with the vanilla almond butter. Um and that's not the only kind of butter that they have though. There's different flavors. Yeah, different different, different flavor waffles. Different kinds of heart attacks for you. 
Um, but the chicken is fried. And the nice. chicken, and I had the same thing I had before, and the and the and the shrimp and grits with the adul sausage yeah. and cheese. Oh, folks, this is just Christ Almighty! It was fucking fantastic. So that was good. And then we went to a spot that you thought was from my show Triple D, but it wasn't. It was from Man versus Food, right? Which is just as good, not as good as Triple D, because uh, that shit is about quantity. Uh, where Triple D is really about quality. But nonetheless, it was good. What was it called? Time Out. Time Out. Time Out. It's in, uh, it's in Chapel Hill. Chapel Hill. And, and listen, man, I'm not a, I'm not a big biscuit dude, um, but they served, their specialty was cheddar chicken biscuit. cheese biscuits. Yeah. And what, was so, what I was so blown away by, you got to get these two things right. Because if you have a biscuit, there's two... Um, Biscuity, dry, dry, dry. Just yeah, it'll kill you. Like the, if you want to commit painful suicide, uh, eat a Popeyes biscuit with nothing to wash it down with. It it it, it it'll feel like your throat is giving birth, nigga. Um, but this biscuit was literally fall off the bone. Yeah, it I is. mean it was flaky. If you breathed on it, it broke apart. It was so soft. Um. And then the chicken. It ain't like fucking you go to your spot that you love so much, Chick-fil-A. But they give you a huge size boneless fried chicken breast. And again, if it's dry, the chicken breast, if the meat is too tough, you gotta ha- you, they both got to be right. You can't have the right chicken breast but a fucked up biscuit or a right biscuit but a fucked up breast. The marriage between these two. The chicken was tender, juicy. The bread was soft and airy. Then with the cheddar cheese and the fucking hot sauce, I I, I looked like a stereotype eating that shit. Dude, that was it was really good, and it's a big breast. It's a big biscuit. So yes. It's, and it's five dollars and forty nine cents. Yes, and 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 then I was even worried because I was like, in case I don't like this this biscuit, let me just go and get some chicken. And I looked at the the chicken breast in the display case. I was like, that don't look right. I was like, fuck it, let me go and get a breast. Man, that meat was so juicy. I mean, juicy, nigga. With the tobacco, with the hot sauce. Dude, the only problem with that place is that they serve Pepsi instead of Coke. And listen, Coke, if you're out there, I only fuck with Coca-Cola products. You just don't like the taste of Pepsi? I, just, I, just, I don't like it. I don't know what it is. So, uh, And I know Coke doesn't ever spend money on people like... Uh, I don't think they spend any money on podcasts. But right. if you wanted to, um, we're out here looking for you. And yeah, and then you, 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 you did something, and I've seen you do this before. You, you commit this cardinal sin. Uh, you ordered a sweet potato pie, and <laughs> you said you was going to drink what with that? I was going to have water or coffee. Water or coffee. Yeah. I'm not a coffee guy. I've never been a coffee guy. But because there's cream in coffee, yeah. and I've tasted coffee, but I, can't, I don't understand how you would want heat in your mouth with a pastry. But I could almost lean towards coffee. Water, nigga. I just don't drink soda. I'm not going to drink soda with it. And I know what you're going to say because it's what you you have to have. And I don't drink milk. Well, then don't eat pastries, nigga. 
this listen, folks. Fat niggas attention. Calling all fat niggas. Calling all fat niggas. Put this nigga up on game. You don't eat pastries and wash it down with nothing but fucking homogenized vitamin D milk. Miss me with that skim milk, that 2%, that motherfucker. And if you say almond milk, I'll smash you in your teeth with a goddamn hockey stick. Only thing goes with a pastry is vitamin D whole homogenized milk, nigga. I would have had it with almond milk, but I don't drink regular milk. That's queer beverages. I don't drink regular milk. You mother, did, stop! Don't eat fucking pastries around me, then, because I'm telling you, I'm gonna smack them out your hand. We're the o- we're the only uh, mammal that continues to uh, enjoy milk after it's not a baby anymore, unless it gets it from its mom. It doesn't. Have Fat milk. niggas, attention! You know this is to be a lie. Straighten this nigga out. <laughs> You'll uh, ever fucking eat a pastry with no goddamn water, soda. I wouldn't drink I, no, no soda. That would taste, that would taste supposed to be, Soda's better than water. No way. At least there's flavoring in it. But that's sweet. Dude, that, sweet? that milk. You don't understand something, dude. Let me tell you how the palate works. It's a compliment. You, things complement each other. Like dick compliments pussy and vice versa. You know what I'm saying? Uh, uh, hot sauce complements chicken. An uh, unruly wife compliments a punch. <laughs> um, You're gonna get in so much trouble for this, no. shit. Um, dude. It's something about the enzymes in milk with sugar and sweetness and flakiness and crust. It, it's 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 it it's beautiful. It feel, you know, uh, I I would have had. Uh, uh, what is it? That, if you have your cereal milk, sometimes I'll. Usually I use almond milk now, but I used to use regular milk, and then you could have that. That that cereal milk is delicious. Oh God! But I'm not a. I'm just not a milk dude. And you know it's funny too because uh, we both ordered because um, they you didn't you didn't drink the Pepsi, so you got a Diet Dr Pepper. No, I got I got regular Dr Pepper. Oh, you got regular. Oh, right. And I got Diet Dr yeah, Pepper. Yeah. And they come in the same cups. And at one point, I looked up and you drank. I took a big accidentally. Yeah, I took a big swig out of yours. Right, and you and you and you thought that by taking the straw out, yeah, I, I was supposed to drink that motherfucker. Yeah, and what did I tell you? Go get me another. Go get one. me another one, motherfucker. What are you afraid? What are you going to get from me? Niggas don't do that. What are you going to get from me? Culturally, black people don't drink and eat off of each other. That's culture. Y'all do culturally. Y'all do culturally. That shit. White people don't touch anything a black person's touch. So. That's. <laughs> Ching, touche, nigga. That's hilarious. See, that's your balls loose now. We need more of that. There's people listening to this right now, going, "Yay, Andy did it!" Like a little retarded kid that just beat the ticker tape. Yay, time for McDonald's. Um, yeah, man. Culturally, niggas don't do that, man. but I, I don't know if I ever told the story on the podcast. Um, when I was on Mad TV, wasn't a whole lot of black people. There wasn't a whole lot of black people in front of the camera, less, more or less uh, behind it. So we had like two black writers. Uh, I might have told the story in the podcast when we had Devon on. Yeah. But in case that, that was so early, I could, I could do it again. Um, Devon was like the head black writer 
really like the only black writer. We had one other dude named um, Xavier, but he was like up under Devon. So Devon was the dude, and he was my man. He, you know, fuck with him on Instagram and all that. And I always told people the writers for the cast members, the writers wrote for everybody, but you had specific writers who catered to certain talent. Either because they just had a had the same comedic sensibility. So besides the fact that me and Devon was the only real niggas on Mad, I mean, we had other black people, but what niggas? Me and Devon was niggas. Um, we got each other. And we comedically, we, we, we got each other. So I would always say he was like my tailor. Whenever I needed my suit, I would he'd get my measurements. He knew how to write for me. So one day we're in, in his office, and it's me, him, and we had a white writer by the name of Chris Close. And you know how I make that joke on stage sometimes when I see a white guy who looks really old with white hair yeah, and, yeah, the, and you know long hair and balding and I say nigga from the side you look like a colonial coin so he looked like you know some shit from 1678 uh, old 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 white dude and we're sitting in Devon's office writing a sketch and it was you know it was right around lunchtime so sometimes the writers they you know uh, order food and have it delivered so Devon ordered Roscoe's chicken and waffles and um you know, he ordered the, the, the waffle and a big breast of chicken and fries. And so we're, we're writing and we're conversing. And at one point, Devon opens this styrofoam dish. And God, it smells good. You could smell the waffle and smell the chicken and see the steam coming off that motherfucker. And at one point, you know, Devon grabbed a little piece of breast, ate it, uh, grabbed a fry, ate it. And Chris, just without permission, grabbed a handful of this nigga's fries and ate it. And what was funny to me was, prior to him doing that, we was all jovial, nigga. We was, <laughs> oh my God, that last line was funny. Nigga, it would be funny if they did <laughs> We all laughing our ass off. As soon as Chris did that, nigga, you could hear a pin drop. <laughs> and Devon, with the utmost seriousness, looked at Chris and went, hey, don't do that, man. Don't ever do that. <laughs> and the awkwardness in the room for the next eight seconds, it, it was one of them things where I didn't want to laugh out loud, but I couldn't hold it. And I just, I was snickering and I put my, I, I face palm myself. And because and, and Chris looked like a hurt child, nigga. Like he could not understand, as you didn't understand, what was the big fucking deal. And it's just culturally, man, we don't do that. Yeah. Black people, listen, uh, White people, you know, I'm always say I love you, motherfuckers. I do. I, I love you dearly. Um, but y'all get down, man, different than we do. Y'all do weird shit. I'm. I got on my my hotel. Look, 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 look behind you, Andy. I'm, I got on my 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 in my hotel room right now. MTV's ridiculousness. If you want to see white folks at their utmost stupidness, <laughs> stupidness, this shit is. Y'all do shit. That just I don't understand why y'all do this shit. This motherfucker just nailed his ear to a wood post. Like literally nailed his ear to a wood post. And between that and y'all jump off banisters and crash through tables, y'all always play dick games with each other. You know, putting your dick in your man's face when he sleep. You know, you, I once saw a bitch on here lift a garbage bag and cut a hole in the bottom and sip out the dumpster juice. And drink it. Y'all, y'all do nasty shit, No, no, shit, no, man. no. Don't put that under you all. Listen, I know that not all of y'all. I'm just saying as a race, you motherfuckers, man, 
Y'all, white people, you, white boys in particular, y'all know no boundaries. Y'all niggas don't have boundaries, man. Y'all, 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 nothing's off limits. No matter how nasty, no matter how painful, no matter how stupid, nothing is off limits to you niggas. Now, now as far as like the, the dick thing goes, I would never play those games. I will draw with a, with a Sharpie a dick on someone's face if they pass out. That's gay to niggas. No, I know. Because if you fall asleep at a place that you right. shouldn't be sleeping, that, that's up to you. But as far as the, the drinking out of it, if, you, if we're friends, right? And we share, I don't think that's a big deal. I don't think it's a big deal. You realize that when you drink out of my drink, your saliva and your germs are shooting back down that straw no, into my no, drink? No, it's not. No, no. No? No, no. You got your fucking mind. No. What what, you, why isn't it? You why think, what do you it? think? You blow your saliva back, back back down the straw, dude. When you sip up and that liquid goes through that straw in your mouth, and you're done, and you take that out your mouth, the residue of what didn't get in your mouth slides back down into that. It beverage. never went in your mouth. The stuff that the stuff that slides down wasn't in your mouth. How do you drink? Do you drink it slow and you barely pull it in? When it's my shit, however the fuck I want. Because nobody else is fucking with it. <laughs> you fucking caveman. So if so if we were flying back from a gig and our plane crashes. Let's see you, but you're talking life and death now. If I got to live, nigga, okay. Go ahead, finish. I know what you're saying, but finish it. No, no, no. That's, that's no, no, but you so give, give, give me the scenario. No, no, no. You're, you're right. You're no, right. I want to hear the scenario, though. Is it a beverage? Yeah, we only have one bottle of water. Right. And to live. You get a drink out of the cap, and you're gonna say the caps. Oh no, no! I'm gonna drink the fucking water. <laughs> the same scenario, different scenario, same thing, different scenario. We we in a situation. Uh, okay, uh, would you do what you necessary to save me? What do you mean? If, would you, if if you know I'm about to die as my friend, would you do what's necessary to keep me alive? Yeah, not the, just yourself. I'm not saying don't be selfish. Yeah, would you? Right. So, if a snake bit me in the dick, and you had to suck the poison out of my dick to, for me to live, would you do it? You're probably gonna die. <laughs> oh, that's fucked. But you said probably, probably gonna die. So once you see me swell up and turn blue, you might change your mind. No, I might say, you know, dude, if you squeeze that really hard, or I might say, dude, if you were. Uh, if, if you had a bigger dick, maybe you could have sucked that shit out yourself and lived. <laughs> oh, my God. Listen, um, dude, as we was riding, as we were riding to, uh, once we got to UNC, uh, dude, I don't, I, you know, it is a, listen, there's a part of me that always felt like I regretted not going to college because it seems like it's such an experience. It's fun. In terms of, but essentially all you're doing is partying and drinking, right? Well, you're supposed to go to school. You're supposed to get an education. Some people go there for an education. They have a purpose. They're very focused. They go there. But there's also a very social aspect to going to college. There's also a networking aspect to going to college because you're in uh, you're in a learning institution, and other people that are in that institution are going to go up and hopefully you know succeed, and they're going to be someone that you can network with. So that that's that's what keeps people well, I, successful. I, I, I think for what I wanted to do. College would have just been a monumental waste of my time because I think when you know what you want to do, and I mean, you know, specifically talking about 
entertainment. If you if you really want to be in the entertainment biz, what the fuck are you doing in college? Um, but I but I think that even though I feel like most people go to college and never end up being what they studied for. Um, yeah, I, I don't know. I, I I think I would have enjoyed obviously the fun parts about it because I sucked at paying attention and learning. I barely made it out of high school. Um, I got my GED, but and that was tough. Um, but it's something about that college. Yeah, it's that atmosphere. I think that's what it teaches you, though, because you can go to college and have all that available to you: the parties, the the the, the women, uh, the everything that's there. The alcohol, whatever it is that you that you know that your vice that you want to get into, and still go to school, still study, and still graduate. I mean, it right. teaches you how to how to learn and how to you know possibly. Uh, uh, I don't want to say minimize those other things, but uh, there's there's the right word for it. I'm not. It's not coming up. But mm. how to be able to partake and not over overindulge and still get your. Uh, I would imagine as a dude, though, part of the allure has to be the pussy. And just like I was listening to Bill Burr yesterday, he said, boy, when you're in your 20s, everybody in their 20s is a fucking movie star. Yeah. Like just looking at all that young pussy walk around, you know, um, it's like, Jesus Christ. And where this place was where we ate time out was almost like smack dab in the heartbeat of the campus. So it's just, and the weather was nice. So it was just all this fresh young twat walking around. And I'm just like, oh, my God. The young pussy seems like it just smells like fresh baked cookies. Like there, there's just a sweetness to it that you just want to fuck it. And some, and isn't it ironic that when you eat a nice cookie, you know, you, you drink it with milk and fuck some nice young ass, you shoot your milk on it. Like, this is what I'm trying to tell you. It goes together. No. I know you tried to bring that all the way around. But I did, though. No. I did, though. Uh, Cream with the sweetness. No. Oh. But I, it's nice because the nice thing about college too, though, is that when you're you're learning how to be social. But and the big thing is right now, I think things are going to change because the world is changing. And uh, it used to be a fraternity; the guys had fraternity parties. Everybody got fucked up, and then they got naked. And then today, that's called rape. So mm. we'll see how well, we'll see well, how well. Uh, there is a vast difference. Between actual rape and uh, partying. I just said that's what it's called now. I didn't say I, I agree you. with it. I got you. I got you. Uh, you got to walk. Ne- it's a different. It's it's a different path that you're walking on right. now. You know. You remember those? Uh, uh, what were the Harrison Ford? Were those those movies where he's the? Uh, not the Star Wars movies, but the uh, Raiders of the Lost Ark. Yeah, yeah, you know how they always had in every one of them they had a path that they had to walk on. Yeah. You stepped on the wrong rock. You yeah, fell there. yeah, get an arrow through your neck. Yeah, yeah, that's that's fucking now probably. That's yeah. what I think. If you're a young dude in college and you step on the wrong path, I think you're going to get the arrow through the neck. Right. Um, I don't like seeing these niggas walk around campus. Like I feel like these these colleges certain certain like unless it's a black college or really a multicultural college, um, these high end colleges Duke, North Carolina, um, they kidnap niggas and transform them. I told you, look like Get Out when we're black out there. dudes, man. Y'all put socks on, man. I don't know who you niggas are that you get you get around these white college campuses and you wear these moccasins with no socks. First of all, niggas don't wear moccasins. You wear moccasins with no socks. 
again, culturally, that's not us. We don't like our feet to smell like past the expiration date deli meat. Nigga, sweaty prosciutto. Nigga, put some socks on. Dude, you put a nice pair of Sperry Topsiders on, all leather. I don't even no know what socks. the fuck you just said. Sperry what? Topsiders. Niggas wear Jordans. They're deck shoes. They're what you wear when you're on the boat. Oh, niggas don't be on boats. You think you think Jordan's never been on a boat wearing a pair of fucking topsiders? Jordan is on a Jordan boat wearing Jordans. <laughs> <laughs> That's what he's doing. Niggas don't fuck with boats, man. You know what happened? The Middle Passage. We don't fuck with boats. I'm telling you, that's the way you wear those things. You rock them that way. Oh, goodness. But speaking to this, I'm going to bring up something that I've noticed that we talk about on the podcast. Well, we're not getting serious yet, are we? Not real serious. Let's save the seriousness for the... I'll move it. I still want to keep it light. Um, Also, big shout out to me. Um... And I, I actually uh, sent this out on Instagram. Attention to all my Aries males. I want to wish you guys an upcoming birthday. I want you to wish me a happy birthday because uh, by the time we do next week's po- next week's podcast, the time will have passed. Wednesday is my birthday. Uh, nigga, go ahead. What? Oh, I have to wish you happy birthday now? Now, motherfucker. I can't. At the end of the podcast, I couldn't say happy birthday. Oh, jeez. Hey, okay. ha- happy motherfucking birthday. There you go. Um, ladies, listen. If it's your man's birthday, stop doing what you want to do for his birthday. Yes. Okay? It is his day. Don't fucking say, let's do this. And if he doesn't feel like doing it, you get upset. It's his day. You know, my, my baby mom is like, yo, let's go to let's go to um the 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 cheesecake factory. Let's go out to dinner. I don't want to go out to dinner. Why? Like, bitch, it's my day. Let me do what the fuck I want to do. I said I wanna you wanna take me to dinner? Let's go to Popeyes. I ain't had Popeyes since I got kicked out of my house. So it'll be a reunion. Um Ladies, all your man wants to do is play his video games, you know what I'm saying, in his man cave. Uh, stay home and and get his dicks up. So, ladies, please be a champ. Let him stay home. You know what I'm saying? Let him play his games and go bring the girl home so he can get his dicks up. You know what I mean? You ain't got to be involved. Bounce. Just drop the bitch off. <laughs> Hook your man up. I had a girl send me out once for uh, Let Me Sleep. Mm-hmm. Then she sent me... Uh, when I got up, she called a, a massage place, and I went and got a massa- regular massage. No happy endings or bullshit, but a uh, massage. Then I came home, and she had brought back dinner. Mm-hmm. So there was dinner at the house, and uh, we watched the movie, and we fucked. That was it. That was beautiful. Wasn't it beautiful? It was a nice day. Did you want the massage? Did I want them? Yeah, I did. You I liked did? the massage. Oh, it, was, okay. it was nice. It was, it was relaxing. It was nice. Asian woman did it? Uh, no, I don't even remember who did it. It was uh, some chick, but it was a good massage. Right. Um, uh, she gave shitty massages, and she knew that, so that's why she. Said oh, is that, that right? Yeah. So almost what you said is up without the fucking. Right. She sent me to someone who could do a good job for what I needed. Right. Um. You know that week where we were, we were off. Yeah. Uh, and I was in Asbury, New Jersey. Yeah. <clears throat> I told you that was a shit show. Yeah. Um. Listen, lesson to any comics coming up in the comedy game. 
never, and this is rule number one, never, ever, ever, ever go on stage until you get your money. Um, I don't even like my agent to take uh, a deposit. But, you know, after you've gotten burned once or twice, you realize that's really a good thing. Because here's the thing. My, my agents will piss me off. Somebody will hire me to do a gig. Let's say the gig pays, you know, uh, 20000 the, 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 the way it works is they got to send up half up front. They got to give your agent uh, 10000 And that's to protect you in the event that um, they, they screw you or you get out there and they go, hey, man, um, something happened. Uh, we ain't got your money. We don't have the other half. Well, then you say, fuck you. You get on a plane, you go back home, and at least you got $10,000. Um, hell, even before you get on a plane, I've had times where the promoter will send half the money, and then even before I leave to go to the gig, they hit me with, man, for some reason, this happened, that happened. We having a hard time doing this. We, we want to cancel the show. Well, too late. I got you 10000 I keep it. They can't then go give me my money back because that's not how it works. The only time they get their money back is if the show doesn't happen based on uh, natural causes. You know, snow, delay, weather. Then you got to give them the money back. Or if you don't do it, if I were to cancel, then you got to give them the money back. Um, and like I said, I don't, I don't like my agents to hold the money because my thing is I just don't like nobody holding my money. The motherfucker, <laughs> I'm the boss. I pay you. You don't pay me. And what they would do is they would take their 10% that I have to give them anyway. But they would take their 10% from the deposit and then send me the rest. And again, I got to pay them that anyway. But the principle of you giving me my money and you taking yours first, I don't, I'm not comfortable with that. I'm the boss. You work for me. I don't work for you. Give me my motherfucking money and I'll cut you a check. So I would tell, I, I, I used to bother me so much. I used to tell my agents, look, fuck the deposit. I'll pick up all the shit when I get there. That way I ain't got to worry about you cutting me a check. And that's another thing. Sometimes it takes these motherfuckers a week and a half before I get my money. Like, why is the turnaround so long? Send me my motherfucking money after I do the gig. So between the timetable and, the, and, the, and they get they cut first, I was like, look, man, no more deposits. I don't give a fuck. If it's 20 grand, when I get there, I'll get the 20 before I get on stage. That way I ain't got to worry about all that. But after you've gotten burned a couple times... You realize it's just better to let them have a deposit. Because, again, the mistake, what you don't want to have happen is you get on a plane, you fly across the country, you get there, and they go, oh, shit, it ain't going down. Now you got zero. So 10000 is better than zero. So long story short, I had them, you know, sent a deposit. I get there. And these motherfuckers made a checkout to Creative Arts Company. I'm looking at the check. Who the fuck is Creative Arts Company? It ain't made out to my agent, which would have been wrong. It ain't made out to my manager, which would have been wrong. It's supposed to be made out to Ari Spears Productions and the amount of this. The amount was wrong and who the fuck this was going to was wrong. So I find out that the host agency is the one who kind of brokered the deal and they have a $500 fee. So they were like, well, we had it made out to us. We'll take our 500, then send that to your age. I'm like, no, 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 no. I'm supposed to pick up some money. So dude, the whole night 
was was me arguing with these promoters. And this one nigga in particular, he kept trying to hit me with the brother man, brother man. Yo, I got you, baby. Trust me. You can trust me. You can trust me. I tell you, here's what I do. I, I give you I give you two thousand now and and take the rest in a check, personal check. Don't do personal checks. They can bounce either cash or cashier's check. So and it was funny because I had Ivan with me, my muscle and uh, dude kept going. What I got to do to get you on stage, brother? I said, here's my hand. This motherfucker's got to get heavy. (laughs) If this motherfucker starts to go down, I go up. Cash, motherfucker. It's too late for a cashier's check. It's nighttime. Banks closed. Y'all got to come up with 7,500 right now. And, uh, you know, dude, like I said, one dude came up with 1,000. Another nigga came up with 2,000. That was 3,000. Didn't want to write a check. And he said, dude, how, how long we got before we can figure this out? I said, I will go all the way up to the host going, coming to the stage. If you can hand that motherfucking money to me, by the time he finished my intro, I'm out that bitch. Prior to that, I will leave this motherfucker. And then, so at one point, the dude just kept going, dude, I can't get that kind of money together. I'm out of here. So I had left, and he, and he goes, hey, you got, and then they try to play on your, on your, on your sympathy. Dude, all these people paid to come see you. You the headliner. All these people. I said, well, then you can get your ass on the stage and explain to them why the fuck I'm not going up. So I got in the car. I'm driving away. We headed over to this little local bar. And after these motherfuckers told me a thousand and one times they, they, they just couldn't get the money together. Guess what? The money just showed they up. They got the money together. And what was killing me is I'm going, first of all, there's over 5,000 people in here. These tickets are $40 a pop. Yeah, some people are playing with credit card. But again, culturally, niggas don't really fuck with the cards. Um, we, got, we, like, we like to see, touch, taste our shit immediately. Same time, man. Same time, Chris Tucker. If I give you my money, give me my motherfucking tickets. Niggas just be ghostly and weird about... Here's my credit card number, and I get the tickets when? We just, we spooky like that. Um, so I said, out of all them people in there, you mean to tell me the box office don't have that cash? Well, huh, oh, fuck that. Break bread, nigga. Break bread. And, you know, they magically came up with the money. Now I'm doing all this bitching. Ivan is out there with me. All these other street niggas who's behind the scenes. Behind the backstage, the promoter's friends, they're hearing this whole conversation. So now my concern is, so now they, and I kept saying, I'm not going on stage without my paper. And clearly we can't do cashier's check. It's got to be cash. Now they know I'm going on stage, which means now they know I'm walking around with 7,500 large on me. So then there's that. So I got to do my show and get the fuck up out of there so I don't get robbed. It's just, boys and girls, never get on stage without your money. I don't give a fuck if they promise you, swear to you, make a deal with you. You will get burned. You will get burned. Do not hit that stage without your paper. That's the lesson for that, boys and girls. How was the show, though? It was cool. It was cool. You know, it felt like a black, you know. Um, how many of y'all getting that good dick? 
The good dick. <laughs> the two ladies on the show, that's what they were. So it was that. It was that. Did we ever tell that uh, the story on uh, when you were in Phoenix and you were you came in a day early and they were having a, 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 at Stand Up Live, they were having a showcase and I was doing that one joke, that good dick joke. And I said, it, it actually came from I was watching this black uh, comedian doing a joke. And that isn't what she said, but it was uh, how she said it, her cadence. And you came walking into the green room because you came a day early. And you came right. walking into the green room and you saw her on stage and you go, is that her? Uh, right, right. <laughs> and right. I go, yeah, that's her. And you knew right away who it was just from the yeah, cadence. Yeah, but, but, but not yeah, just yeah, the cadence of her talking. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I thought that was funny that you picked up on that joke because oh, I, I could smell it immediately. Yeah, um, you know it's funny. Before you came over here, uh, and I've been on this kick, um, and I don't follow a lot of people on Instagram, uh, and even the ones that I had followed, I deleted not because it was a problem, but because I, I just I'm not interested in seeing what your everyday shit is. If it ain't useful to me, I, I don't give a fuck. So I'm following a lot of money shit. It's millionaire shit, real estate. I follow this one guy named Grant Cordone, who's worth three hundred million, because I'm I'm really starting to feel like you know what? Uh, as painful as this reality is, I would be a fool to not prepare for it. Not like I'm thinking I don't believe in myself or I'm preparing for failure, um, but I got to prepare to not be stupid. Um, well, there's only so long that you're going to want to be on the road every single week. Well, it's not even just about the road. Fuck the road. It's just starting to feel, and it really hurts me to say this, but it's it's starting to feel like I'm never going to get there to that place I want to be. And I know I want to be filthy fucking rich. And it wasn't like I, I'm not in this business for that. I'm in it for the right reasons. But goddamn, I'm not going to ignore what comes with it. Um it's like, goddamn, you know, uh, it's like a free sample at the mall. Like, you know what I mean? You're not going to be the Pope if you're not going to get the robe and the gold exactly. hats and all the Thank bull- you. Yeah. Well, thank yeah. you. Yeah. Um, so I'm sitting here going, you know, I really want to learn about other avenues of making big money. And what's just frustrating about this shit is, one, obviously it's not easy. But two, it's like, look, there's only three things you can do in this life to make ridiculous amounts of cash to be rich and wealthy and set for life. Either the drug game, uh, which is quick and easy, but we know the downside to that. There's only two endings, death and jail. Um, The lotto, but that's the chances of you doing that is same as you getting struck by lightning. Good luck. Um, And show business. And, and And yeah, the real estate thing too. But, What's frustrating to me about the real estate game, like in show business, in a matter of one year, your life can go from a nobody to $7 in your wallet to $7 million and everybody knows you. Like you look at Tiffany Haddish, within the course of a year, three movies, fucking the Groupon commercials, the Tracy Morgan show. Now her stand-up has gone from comedy club to theaters. Her books sold out. Her books. Just in, like, Hollywood is the, and, 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 as, and as wealthy as you can get through real estate and stocks, first of all, that shit is, is somewhat of a gamble. Uh, real estate probably is better than 
stocks because, um, you know, buy a piece of property and within a couple of years, the value goes up. There you go. And even that's no guarantee that it'll go up tremendously, but it'll go up. Um, but then that takes years, you know, unless you got the kind of bread where you can go, yo, I'm going to buy five properties at the same exact time. So within two to five years, they all go up in value and now I can collect. But if you really don't have that kind of bread and you got to go one property at a time and the wait span is years in between, you see where I'm going? Yeah. Like it could take a minute before you get there. Where with show business, dude, you get cast on a show tomorrow, your life's changed. Your income has changed. You get a movie career going, some steam. Within a year or two, you're set. And, I, and I'm just, I, I was, it made me go, I hate my fucking parents. And I don't hate them. But it's like, why couldn't you motherfuckers do better, which would have trained me to be better? If that makes sense. Yeah. Like, you know, it's, it's, it's like, uh, I remember um, my, first man, my first big manager, Norm Nixon who I talk about, like, Norm, and, he, and not, Norm is maybe in his 60s now, but he still looks 40. Like, he, he just flat stomach, a little bit of a six-pack, a lot of gray, but he's still a tall, slender dude. His son, it's like when you say in your joke, uh, this is the DNA that flows through my son. Norm's son is a fucking spitting image of him, and he came up in that athletic blood, athletic DNA, Fucking eat right, fucking you know. He, he grew up or he grew up in that. I didn't grow up in that, and I'm not trying to make excuses because the thing is this: look, if you know what to do to better yourself, then no one's half the battle. GI Joe, fucking do it. But I still believe there's something to be said in what's in your bloodline, what's in your DNA, the stock you come from. You know, you you learn as a kid growing up what to do, how to do it. Because your parents show you. It's, it's in your bloodline. And I just wish my fucking parents had done better with money and, and new money. And, and I grew up around it. So I would know, oh, like this. And it felt like the motherfuckers just settled for what they got. So. But you, you had success. I've had the most success. I'm the most successful. So, but coming from there, you had success. They, got, they had something that they did that... Uh... I, I got to give my mother, obviously, the credit for steering me in the direction and guiding me and supporting me and helping me into this Hollywood thing. Um, so, yeah, but I'm just saying, we grew up poor. Yeah. We grew up not owning a house and knowing about real estate and stocks and shit. I'm just saying I wish that they had been better so that obviously I would have known that coming up to be more equipped to go out into the world and give myself a better chance if I wanted to go that route and not entertainment. I I don't know that it just comes – I mean, obviously, like you said, there's something to do with the – like your – the DNA, the background that you come from helps. But I have a friend uh, that is the most money, and he's not money driven, mm-hmm. 
but he is the most detailed oriented person I know. He knows every penny that he spends. He knows where it goes. He knows what account it came from. He knows, and he crosses it out, and he knows. And his parents were poor, weren't like a wealthy family that he got all this from. That was on his own. Is he wealthy? No, he's not wealthy. He he has money, and he's doing very. He's successful for himself. But he's. It's just that it came from knowing. Just his whole his whole head looks at those things, and it needs it to be categorized and in an order. I think it's just something in our in our in our in our. Maybe it, you get that DNA from your parents, but his parents didn't give that to him. They right. weren't like that, but maybe it was in their DNA. They just never got it out. But he's he's on. He never he knows where every dime is that he has and what it's doing for him and where it's working. for Does him. he invest? Is he in stocks? Yeah, and yeah. real estate. Uh, a little bit. Right. Business. Right. He has a good job, and he's used his job to make some money to put in different things, and he's made more money, and he just very, you know, just very together in the way that he puts everything together. Right. So, but I, that didn't come from his parents. And I think a lot of, I think a lot of wealth, I think a lot of people that are driven come from people that don't uh, come from money because they want to do well, they want to be successful, so they go out, and th- that's where the people that are really driven, I think, come from, or that are poor, because when you come from money. You don't really have to go out and work for it. It's right there. Right. Yeah, yeah. I guess that makes sense, too. Um, it just would feel like, you know. Like you had the education to do something with what you got now. I have it right now. You no, know, no, but if they would have been able to give you that education. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. Like, it, like, like it's, it's almost like, you know, Floyd Mayweather, as a, you see the footage of him as a kid, boxing. His dad got him into boxing as a literally a child. And he turns out to be this prodigy, but all those years of training, all those years of preparation, cut to now he's fifty and zero, worth three hundred million dollars. You know, Michael Jackson since the very beginning. You know, his father pushed and pushed and pushed. Cut to icon. Um, and you could go through a thousand examples: Tiger Woods, the Williams sisters. It felt like the only thing my dad trained me in was, you know. How to eat cookies with milk. Like, I know that. See, and he fucked up because it shouldn't be with milk. No, he, he trained me <laughs> properly for that. But it just I'm just saying it seems like, you know, other than his love for movies, his appetite, and his taste for pussy, that was it. That was it. Like, like nigga, you couldn't. Damn, nigga. Like, yeah. at least if you, at least if, and my mother's to blame, too, because my mother's a hell of a cook. And she made sure that nigga stayed fed. I, I'm t- I got the same exact physique as my dad. Tiny legs. All my shit is in my midsection. Like, if if my if they ate better, if they worked, I don't come from a working out family. We I just it, we didn't do it. So now you expect me to go? Oh shit! I'm a gym rat when I've never been trained to be a gym rat. Okay, but you're not trained to. But do you, you have money? You have a little money, right? A little bit, yeah. So you could pay someone to come over to your house and train you every every day when you're in in town. You could, or at least come over on Monday and and Wednesday. You're right, but it starts with the mind. You got to want to. Yeah, but and maybe if my mind had been trained, but you know you don't want to. So you as a person have to go. I don't want to do this. I'm gonna pay someone to come over here and make me do it. Yeah, but I also look at that like motherfucker. Why spend the money and waste it when you know get your ass up and do it? But you save that money. But you're not. Well, that's the internal battle, isn't it? Yeah. But you're not. But if you can afford to do it, then that's maybe the way. And listen, I'm going to be honest with you. I've hired a trainer. I had to go to the gym to meet them, but I've hired a trainer. 
But that getting off the couch, getting into the car, and driving to the gym, that's hard. That's the tough part. I need to have somebody lift me off the couch, drive me in the car, and then have the trainer. Put a gym at your house. Then you have no excuses. The trainer comes over, he picks you up off the couch, and he fucking takes you to the gym. This is one of my, listen, this is one of my, and you know, like everybody else, since forever I've been saying it. This is one of my, I swear I'm going to get to it. I swear I'm going to get to it. Um, Because, you know, like I said, I want to, I fantasize about it as we all do, but. Yeah, I want the V in the front. So, but I'm I'm about to be 44, so I don't even know if that's put the gym in. What, what do you call that when you when your soul's down? You not your, your metabolism. Your metabolism. Yeah. Or is it hormonal too? Is it hormones or something like that? Yeah, it's your metabolism. So, yeah, I think my shit's my shit's broken, nigga. Dude, all you got to do is start, and then, and then it kicks in. Yeah. Yeah, dude, put the put the gym in your house. You have space right now. Yeah. Um. Put the gym in your house and make someone come over and train you. Food for thought, huh? Yeah, I, I noticed you were able to uh, train that one room to be a, a great video room. You talking about the, 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 where I watch play my games? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You were able to. So what I'm supposed to do? Transform that into a gym? No, no. But if you if you could make that room do what that room does, you nigga, can. That feels good. <laughs> that feels good. Um, he has a fucking nice. Uh, it's the small man cave. It's a small man cave, but the the TV's nice. The sound is nice. It's set up yeah. nice. If you got that popcorn machine working, then it would be real. Oh, nice. it works. I just don't. You know, I love popcorn. Yeah. Um, dude, I I think this is the last. We were talking about this in the car. Uh, Game of Thrones. This is the last season. Um, do you watch it? I just started watching it with my son. We watched the first two seasons. Okay, hold that thought. Can someone please email me and explain to me? What the fuck is the big deal about this show? My, my my baby moms used to try to get me into it, and I tried, nigga. And and and, I, and, I've, and even when I was on Twitter and I would ask people the same question, they would say the same thing. Yo, you got to get past the first two seasons. Once you get to three, it's rolling. First of all, if that's your barometer is to go get past the first two, show sucks. Like, come on, man. How you going to tell me to ignore two whole seasons? The Sopranos was the shit from jump, from season one to the end. There was no you have to get past. It grabbed you by your throat immediately. Well, it's just given the storyline in the first two two seasons. Now, I got to be honest. I never really wanted to see it. My son and I don't have a lot of things that we have in common. We really don't. He likes it. He likes it, and he didn't. He hadn't watched it. Um, but he, his friends had told him about it, and he never really was that concerned about it, but he he's recently got into playing Dungeons & Dragons, which seems like that's what this uh, this is, Game of Thrones. Right. I, I felt like I was waiting for the dragon, the big dragon. In that's season three. Season three, there we go. So that's where we're right at that point. And honestly, I enjoy watching it not because of the show. I honestly enjoy sitting at at home with my son, on the sofa Aww. and watching the show because it's we've never really had anything that you know that we did together like that. But you don't enjoy the show. The show is good. Listen, I'm going to tell you what the what how to get past the first two seasons. 
they, there's a lot of fucking in the show. Like, there's a lot of nudity in the show. Hey, a lot of. Is, I don't know if I'm using this word right. Gratuitous. There's some gratuitous sex in the show, and hey. and and it was, and you don't know when it's going to come in. And I got to be honest, uh, that helps you get through it, dude. What a time for men. Back then, you could have all the sex you wanted with as many women as you wanted, and you didn't even have to ask. Well, that's that's if you were really in the monarchy if you were really the, the royalty you could do anything did you did you know like did, did you I'm, see that I'm joking as I made a rape joke <laughs> <laughs> did, did, did you did you ever see the what, what, what oh yeah I, I know you saw it it's Mel Gibson in, in what is it uh, Braveheart Braveheart is the one where the the, the, the royalty or the the, the 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 whatever the higher end is above right. the, the peasant people but if you got married the the, the king or prima nocta yeah yeah I love that line in fucking um, Avengers Age of Ultron, the scene where they're trying to lift Thor's hammer. And so every one of the Avengers gives it a shot and fucking. And this is why Robert Downey is so perfect for fucking Iron Man. He just knows how to deliver that swarmy, arrogant, but still charming personality when he goes, you do know that if I lift this, I will be reinstating Prima Nocta. <laughs> yeah, prima nocta, where the king gets to fuck your wife. Yeah. Yeah. Before you do. Before you do. Or any time while she's with you. That That is a... Uh... Yeah. Yeah. Dude, it was hard. I can't believe King's got anything done. Listen, man. Um, <laughs> if you were the I, king, dude, you wouldn't get any work done. Uh, and, and, and I love it. And none better than telling a bitch to suck your dick with that swarmy attitude. I'd like some head... <laughs> Someone look at my balls. You there. Put, put it in your mouth. And you don't even look at them in the eye. You just look away. Put my dick in your mouth. Is there someone here to juggle my balls? While Who's she- here to juggle my nuts? <laughs> Jesus, what a great arrogance. Um, yeah, Game of Thrones, man. I, I just, I tried. Like, I've, I've, I really tried. But I think between... And I want to say that the period piece bothers me, but no, I'm trying to think, is there another, yeah, it might be, because I tried to get into Boardwalk Empire, and some about the 20s just didn't seem exciting enough, even with the violence, but between the wardrobe and the dialogue and the pace, um, I could not give a fuck more. Squire and these lands over here in titles and here in the flag of war. I I, I don't understand that fucking show. I think you have to get to season three and try to figure it out because I'm sticking with it because of my son. But I I really do enjoy watching it with him. And and actually, because of him, I got into it a little bit more than I would have. Right. What what, what music? No, no, go ahead. Go ahead. Okay. Um. I tell you what I what I do I do like about Game of Thrones. That theme song is pimp. I wish I could fuck a bitch uh to that theme song. Tell me this ain't some hardcore shit. I hate these fucking ads that they force on you now on fucking YouTube. You can buy you can go yeah, the premium. Yeah. That's what you should come out to. That's not bad either. Can you imagine throwing a pipe to a bitch with this? Listen to that, whatever that is. I don't know if that's a violin, but the stroke motion of that. 
This 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 music make it seem like your dick is huge. Like I could just see myself walking to a, a bedroom with a bevy of bitches just naked waiting on me, like in forty in trading places. We've been waiting for you, Billy Ray. <laughs> and I just walk in with this shit with a robe on with nothing else. And my dick dragging by my dick dragging behind me. You really have to have a good subwoofer. Because you want to get that timing so you go in right yeah. with the bass hit so you feel bigger than you right. are. Who's ready to suck my dick? <laughs> it's fucking awesome. I love the theme song. Um, <laughs> shit. You should come out to that one night though, just for fun. I might try that. That might that might be that might be that might be a good laugh. Um Okay, now you, you want to get to the heavy stuff? Yeah, we can get into it. I, I, I think we should go. Do uh, you want to do the emails? Um, you know what? Yeah. Do you want, or do you want to do uh, the uh, NAACP awards? No, nah, I ain't got none on that because I didn't see it. Okay. Just Chris Rock was funny, but. Yeah, man. Yeah, yeah. Um, let me read this. New one from Ant Smash. Um, Did you just get this one today? Yeah, like literally while we were setting up. Ant Smash, what's happening, baby? It's one of our favorites. Hey, what is happening, guys? Andy, you are a freak for real, bro. You are in your 50s, nigga. You'll be dead before that bitch gets her masters. I say masters because even though you're a freak, I do find you to be somewhat classy. That's okay. And now, Aries, listen, bro, you know pussy. My son, you can put a gynecologist to shame. Both you and Andy have made me understand the value of buying pussy. I don't know that Andy has. Uh, he's too cheap. <laughs> <laughs> the Jew in him won't allow it. It all depends on the value. Um, humans are apes. We are naturally, I don't know how to pronounce this word, polygamous? Poly- P-O-L-Y-G-A-M-O-U-S. That th- sounds right. Polygamous? What the fuck does that mean? I don't know. Let's look it up. Damn, nigga. Okay. Giving big words. Damn. As I say this, all I need to tell you that you be hating on these fat bitches. Health issues aside, nigga, because we both ain't shit when it comes to weight. Well, goddamn, nigga, speak for yourself. I'm very important. Did you not just hear me play the Game of Thrones theme? You talking shit about pussy you've never had, G. Actually, I've had one time, and I think I do remember telling that story. Bro, sample that shit. Fat pussy is like an electric blanket, my nigga. It's comfy, cozy, and will make sure you never starve. Hey, pussy gets wet. Electricity and moisture don't mix. Uh, you got it? The meaning? No. I, oh. I, I, need, I need you to give me the spelling again. Um, hold on. Hold on. Hold on. Go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead. P-O-L-Y. Okay. G-A-M-O-U-S. Sounds like a dinosaur. Polygamous Rex. Um... When it's cold, you get a fat bitch. Niggas don't say that for no reason. That and nigga, have you ever stuck your dick in a jelly roll? Bro, a double belly. Nigga, the natural hot dog. And then come in a belly button. You rethink life after that. This nigga's on cocaine. I can keep going, but you two get it. Andy's right. It is an acquired taste, but don't knock it till you try it, bro. What what was the inquired taste? Uh, fat bitches. Uh. What is poly? What does this mean? There. Uh, Basically, that we're supposed to be with more than one person. There we go. You I like this nigga. Just wish you would have said that. Yeah, just say that, motherfucker. 
You're sitting over here throwing fucking uh, Jurassic words at us. Um, dude, I can't do it, man. I can't do it. I can't do it. Listen, when, I, when I'm sitting up looking at Instagram and I'm perusing through photos of bitches, uh, particularly ones that say thick body, curvy, uh, fat asses. Dude, I like tone. I like proportion. I like meat that's meaty, but not rhinoceros-like. I don't like... When you look at a fat bitch's ass, uh, especially when they, some of them have the gall to put on spandex-type pants, and you look at a fat bitch's ass, the nastiest thing is when her ass... You follow her ass crack from the top down to the bottom. And... The back, the very bottom of the booty looks like camel toe. Like the booty cheeks are smushed. Oh, you you know what, what I mean? Yeah, I like because there's no muscle there. There's it's, no it's, muscle. It's, it's just the it's, skin. It's the skin just gets sucked mushed into together, and it looks like a backwards ass camel toe. And just have you ever seen a naked fat bitch in lingerie? It's hideous. But there's there's di- nothing that turns me on about looking at flesh. And arms that look like busted biscuit cans, nigga. I I, I don't want to, you know, just. And I'm just, let me. Let me it's not about hating. No, on no, 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 no. Again, you know, this is the jerk in me. But I'm being honest. Like this is what I'm saying. Honesty. What I'm saying is a feeling that a lot of people feel. It's a it's an it's an observation that a lot of people make. But again, you can't be honest. you're fat shaming. And and listen, let me say loud and clear. I've joked about this. Me naked, I have the body of Florida Evans, nigga. That's the role. It's nothing pretty. But I'm confident. I'm charming. I have swagger. I'm funny. And I'm still good looking. I'm just heavy in certain places. But I'm still good looking. And I have sex appeal. I can fuck. I'm the black Tony Soprano, nigga. <laughs> I'd say this, and again, this is not fat shaming, but there is a difference between a big girl mm-hmm. and someone who's a, a fat girl that isn't taking care of herself. Right. And there is a difference, and I'm not trying to be mean to any women out there. I'm just saying that if you you can be big, you can be proportioned, you can be taking care of yourself, you can still dress nice, look good, put all your stuff together, and you, you look Nice. And I know I mentioned this recently on the podcast because it annoys me. To you ladies that support fat bitches, like you go girl, go queen, slay, knock that horse shit off. You are not helping her. Heart disease, high cholesterol, diabetes, you're not helping her. Yes, applaud the fact that she has the courage to want to believe in herself and love herself. But if you really love yourself, and I'm including myself in this, goddammit. I'm not acting like I'm holier than thou. Slap the goddamn uh, candy apple out that bitch's hand and replace it with a um, protein bar. And stop promoting unhealthiness. Fuck how it looks. Yes, it's not an attractive look, but it's unhealthy too. Um, Who the fuck am I to speak? But there it is. Um, And like I said, dog, I tried it. I, I, I laid wood with a with, with a with a big bitch, uh, and uh, I did not like it when she laid on her back and gravity took over. I told you all that extra chest meat turned into a turtleneck, 
and I, I was good. Best blowjob I ever got was from a big girl. Yeah. Ever. What you think made it great? Because what? She was just good. Well, they're going to suck your dick with a little bit more aggression because they know they're being judged. So your dick to them is an eclair. I'm just saying it was or the best cannoli. blowjob I ever had. I'm not, I'm, not, I'm not putting it on the... It was because she was a big girl. I'm just saying it was a big girl and it was the best blowjob I ever had. Mm, next email. Gordon Giles. I think I got this one today and I told him I was going to read it today. Um, I've been a fan since Mad TV. I'm only 34, but coming up, me and my little brother watch this shit every weekend. Anyway, I finally found my way back to you after listening to you on Godfrey's show on Sirius. I love the podcast. Your comedy game is strong as fuck. There are some times on the show you open up and share some things on how life can beat you down and the life struggle you have been through. I've been in sales for 15 years and have a family, so it can be tough at times. I say, I say that to, to make the point that I can relate to what you're saying about the industry and how you have to navigate it. Sometimes I feel like giving up, but for some reason, God still has me here. I really just wanted to say thank you for giving your perspective on things, and your comedy is amazing. It really helps. To the people that say you need to pull back, ignore them. You wouldn't have gotten to this point. I like this nigga. If you didn't know what you were doing or have the talent to succeed, I'm not going to ask you the typical, when are you coming to my city, Myrtle Beach, South Carolina? A nigga can Google that. I just want to know if you have anything in the works for more content on podcasts or serious. Oh, and by the way, I did subscribe to your channel on Pandora. Get that paper, nigga. Thank you, Gordon. Appreciate you, brother. Keep your head up. I always tell people, man, life is like a boxing match. Sometimes, you know, it's a 15-round fight. Sometimes you win a couple of rounds. Sometimes you just got to lay up against the ropes, cover your face, and take the rib shots. Uh, but always come out swinging. I didn't hear no bell. Okay, Mick. Um, Curtis Jones. <laughs> Yo, Aries, what's up, pimping? I've been fucking with you since Mad TV days. I got to say, nigga, you have come a long way, and you still funny as fuck. I didn't get hooked on the podcast until the pussy episode. That episode was pure fire, my nigga. I think you and Andy make a great team, but sometimes I don't know whose side this dude is on. Here's another one. Yeah, we're going to answer um, that today. We're going to answer it. By the way, he, he say Trump ain't shit, but then turn around and defend him. That shit is fucking confusing to me. Andy got to stop being a bitch and let his nuts hang a little bit, and he'll be all right. But yo, keep the podcast funny, honest, and real, and it definitely will blow the fuck up. By the way, I love the podcast with, with the legendary motherfucking Ice T. Cool ass dude. That shit was fire. Aries, keep up the good work and stay true to yourself, nigga. Don't sell your soul to be down with the click, my nigga. Trust me, you will regret it in the end. Peace. We, we're gonna we're gonna work on that one. You want me to save this one? You want me to go back to it? Or? Yeah, we can save that one. We we'll go you back. You want to talk to about it right now? We can we'll save we, it. We can talk about it right now if you want to. Uh, let's hold on because that might be. Too meaty. Uh, this is nice and short. It's from our regular. Sergio Sosha. It's me again. <laughs> Don't ever give Andy altering substances. He is more annoying high than he is when he's sober. <laughs> from one Mexican to another, and then he spelled it mess e can. Yeah. Yeah. You was fucked up, dog. I was fucked you was fucked up. I ate too, bit, too much of that chocolate bar. Yeah, you was, you was that gone, That chocolate baby. bar was... Uh, 
Yeah. I still have almost all that chocolate bar. Do you really? Yeah, that, that thing is not to be messed with. Mm. Uh, it's going gonna, it's gonna to slowly disappear, but very slowly. There we go. Um, from Drew Evans. Yo, dog, I fuck with you and Andy. You motherfuckers is hilarious. Every time you come to the bay, I make a point to come to the show. And no, nigga, don't snap your fingers and say San Francisco <laughs> with that gay-ass voice. It's some real killers out here. Now, not that I'm about that life, but I ain't a killer, but don't push me. Tupac. I fuck with the podcast and listen to every episode. A couple episodes ago, you was bitching like a little bitch. I don't like this nigga. <laughs> but not having access like Monique was bitching about not getting the bag she thought she deserved. Yo, nigga, you may have rubbed some sensitive-ass executives and some other bitch-ass Hollywood cokeheads the wrong way. But to gain access, use Andy. As the, as the sacrificial lamb. <laughs> Read the 48 laws of power. Andy, you my nigga. And he put in parentheses. Let me hear you say it. But don't take it personal. It's a game that you need to play to help each other elevate. Andy is your best weapon. You know what this reminds me of? That scene in um, A Time to Kill. Sam Jackson telling Matthew. Bro- oh, yeah. Matthew, Matthew, Matthew McConaughey. McConaughey. You my you my my ace or some you know you think like them you want to get me off you white yeah might be on to something here Andy take one for the team do what you got to do for the success of the team nigga you niggas keep doing your thing where's the jerk and the Jew merch T shirt mm. yeah well we have something in development just needs to be pressed and put in a place that we can sell well, it I'm gonna keep all these up here to address uh. Because, yeah, nigga, I'm going to use you. Um, Lorenzo Shepard, thanks for reading my email on the podcast. It was so caught off guard. He meant to say I. Caught off guard hearing my name through the speakers on my way to class. P.S. What were you and Andy on? Because I need some of that. Um, I was doing regular drugs. Andy was shooting up. <laughs> <laughs> no, dude. I, uh, we went, okay, we went to the, the weed store, and I, we got some uh, just five milligram gummies, easy to take. Uh, we each had two of those. Uh, and then I cut up a chocolate bar that has 30 milligrams per piece, and I eat too much of that. Because when you're high, I, I really like chocolate, and so I went to just go get a small little dose of it, but it tasted good, and so I ate more, and then a little bit more. Mm, and there you have it. That's what happened. So you, I, I should have had like a regular like, like little tasty treat, so I wouldn't have ate the... Uh, and part of what makes me nervous about edibles is it takes a minute. You don't know when it's coming. You know, you smoke a blunt. Yeah. Two, three hits, you know you're in. Yeah. The, the, the edible, you don't know when it's coming. So if you, if, you, you, if you fuck around and eat too much without a good gauge, you're fucked up. And because I'm such a smoker, I do both. But it, much less with the edible. I four or five times, and I start to feel it, and then I might have one or two gummies, and then I know, okay, I'm good. Yeah, but see, uh, they also make uh, this weed popcorn, and I love popcorn. Right. I can't have any of that stuff in my house because what you're supposed to do is you're supposed to make a batch of popcorn, and you just right. put that in there. So as you eat the popcorn, but if I was in a hurry or something, I just wanted something like I wanted some popcorn. I might right. eat too much of that, and. And you saw what happens when I eat too much of something. That- yeah, so we won't be we won't be doing that again. No, we won't. Um, Not on the podcast. This name right here, I think this nigga's African. How you think you pronounce this? I'm gonna spell it for you. O l a l e s i. It's the first name. Second name. 
O S U N S A D E. Oh no. Take a stab at it, motherfucker. I have to look at it. I can't I can't do well, it. Well look at it. Oh sunset. Oh sunset. I don't even know. Because now they're putting letters and words that you don't even pronounce. Uh Ola Ola Lessi. Ola Lessi. Oh Sunsade. Ola Lessis O Sunsade. Yeah, it's better when you say it like that. Yeah, I can feel it better like that. Yeah. Oh my God, where have you been? Ola Lessi. <laughs> Ola Sunday. Sunsade. Um Trump doesn't like you. What shithole country are you from? Um, I usually agree with you on most topics. Oh, wait, okay. Okay, this is the motherfucker. Oh, wait a minute. You might be right. This I think this is the one black wait a minute. All right, let me go ahead and compose myself. Because I'm a digging this nigga's ass with his own spear. Um Is this from the same motherfucker? Okay. Okay, here we go. Um I usually agree with you on most topics, but Andy was 100% correct on the topic of blacks. Oh, right. I remember that. Of blacks being oppressed outside of America. You talk about wealth being controlled by whites and you separate the fact that Africans outside of America are being oppressed. Stop shaking your fucking head. Yeah. And you don't care, but you should care because it's the same oppression. And when you say you don't do, you don't, it really shows your lack of ignorance. Oh, I really don't like this uh, Matumbo ass nigga. Um, he's wa- he's wagging his finger at you right now. Ah, it's like saying I don't care about Miami black people because I'm from Detroit. In reality, black people all around the world are the only people who forget their heritage. Jews never forget. And first of all, nigga, a lot of Africans don't like us. So let's not act like it's only American niggas showing you our backs. Jews never forget the Jewish, regardless of where they are in the world. Same for the Chinese. You, would, you wouldn't even be in America if it didn't start with oppression in Africa. Oh, boy, I'm, I'm starting to t- turn into that nigga. Um, black people have to recognize the systematic root of their problems, which isn't just white supremacy. Annie, suck my dick. Take the smile off your face. <laughs> no, because I, I want to. Which I, is I being so too small-minded. And easily controlled by external factors. Like Dick Gregory said, when they asked him what he thought about LeBron, he said, I don't give a damn what an athlete has to say. No athlete in the history of the world has changed things. Just my two cents. Where the fuck do I begin? First of all, let me say something to you. Uh, uh, Umbulu, Umbaka. I'm fucking with you, dog. But let me say something to you. Um, I want to go on the first thing you said when you said uh, it's like saying I don't care about Miami black people because I'm from Detroit. First of all, let me reiterate to you the statement that I made before. Do I sympathize? Do I acknowledge? Do I understand? And do I recognize that it is tragic and fucked up that anybody of color, anybody from a human level, fuck color, should go through any kind of problem. That's wrong. But we all know, again, predominantly American blacks, but whether it's Aborigines, whatever kind of African, niggas of color go through hell more than any other race of people. Um, 
So I again, I recognize, I sympathize, I understand. But the fact of the matter is, like I said before, and I'm going to say it again, and I'm sticking to my guns. I don't live in Africa. I live in America. I travel this country. I go to Detroit. I've been to Miami. If I go somewhere and there's a situation, wrong place, wrong time, and I'm in Detroit where cops fuck niggas up, if I'm in Miami where cops fuck niggas up, if I go anywhere in in this country, in any major city where cops fuck niggas up, which is to say that could be, that's pretty much all of, all of everywhere. Why the fuck would I give a damn about a place I don't live in? Why would I give a damn too much about a place I don't visit? My safety is in jeopardy in America. It's not in Africa. And it's natural human instinct to look after oneself before looking after others. You, 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 you know, not to say you shouldn't help your fellow man or recognize your fellow man's strife and problems, but it's human basic survival instincts to care about yourself first. And like I said, I go to these other places, wrong place, wrong time. I could be a victim. So yeah, my first priority and my first thought is to that and the people that share that possible horrendous experience because we all live in a place where black people have suffered horrendous experiences. Sorry, um, Akakwande, but um, yeah, that's not where my head is. Um, okay, wait, wait, I, get wait, to, wait, wait, I get to comment on this. Let All right, go ahead. One piece by piece. One of the things that you're missing that I was trying to bring up, and I think that he's trying to say in this, is because blacks in general in, in, in the in, in their homeland and with the homeland, and, and I have a, I have an issue with the homeland of black folks anyway because of how this is going to take longer than I wanted to take. Please, the cliff notes. Okay, because Africa. Black Africa, not the white part of Africa, the white people that oppressed Africa and that have stolen all the riches from Africa and brought them to Europe, where it is predominantly white, right? So white people, white Europe took control of the wealth in Africa. And when you don't have a base that has its money to produce and to show success, you get presidents that would say something like shithole countries. And it puts it at a it puts the black person in the world in a lower level because of their economic situation. All I was trying to say is you should be concerned about what happens there because it affects all blacks because on an economic level, uh, blacks have been marginalized because all their wealth was removed. And that's why when you talk about whites and having access and power, it's because they stole what they stole brought it to Europe, from Europe, they made America and have all that. And in, in, in uh, Australia, uh, the Aborigines are off into the wild and, they, and whites have taken over because it's about controlling the wealth. Africa is a place that had great wealth and it was robbed. And why I said that is because if there was more wealth in Africa and there was more ways to, uh, to compete in the marketplace, in the economic situation, it would change. And Africa has trying to do that and has done a very good job at coming back, but has a lot of problems because of what was stolen from Africa. But explain to me how that directly affects us here. Directly affects? Directly. 
It doesn't directly affect. Well, then why do I give a fuck about that? Because you should, because overall, like just like the Jews, the reason Israel was important to Jews in the first place is to have a homeland because you want to have a place that that can achieve and accomplish because it affects you worldwide. The Jews for years didn't have any homeland and were all over the place. And when you didn't have a homeland like uh, they did in Germany and they were exterminated, and now you're looking at your situation in America and you're saying, well, this is a very dangerous place because things have happened to blacks in America because a homeland issue. You don't have a strong homeland. So in other words, fix home first. No, 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 no. You need to fix here, but it's important what's happening there. And you should be tuned into what's happening there. I just said it. I said it. I recognize. I see. I understand. But if that doesn't directly affect my life for the better, while there are other things happening here. What about your kids' life in the future? Wait, 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 wait. When there are things, problems here that need to be corrected for the betterment of my life and my kids, why am I putting my energy over in the, over there that doesn't directly affect me or my future or my kids' future when I could put my energy in things here that do? When you say directly affect, what do you mean by directly affect? You- Cops pulling out their guns and saying, freeze, nigga, bam. Okay, so you think uh, Black Panther, the movie, helped fix any of that situation? From the standpoint of uh, one's self-pride and a message that needed to be sent? Absolutely. But what I'm asking you, do you think that's going to prevent anybody from getting shot? Andy, those are two different things. No, no, no. What I'm saying is because what directly affects you and indirectly affects you still affects you. The movie affects you indirectly, but you found it important. Okay, first of all, okay, I got that, but what's your point? The point why, is, why are you putting one above another? I'm not. They're both they're all important. important. They're all important. Okay, but what does that have to do with you trying to make the connection because Wakanda and the African theme? No, no, no. That's, okay, so then what's your point? I'm saying it's all important. Yes, the well, struggle. How is you- that important to what we're talking about? What we're talking about specifically about cops killing niggas. Now, yes. The importance of that movie plays a role. Indirectly. It, right. So and indirectly can be important. That's all I'm trying to say. It's important on that same kind of level. No. Indirect, it, indirectly in that way is important given the history of this country and how black people have been trained to think about themselves. Exactly. Right. What does what's going on in Africa have to do with this? Because when you say we come from kings and queens and we don't see you don't see it. If it was present and you were looking at it, everybody would have to see it and it would directly affect you. I, 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 don't, I don't have to see a murderer commit a crime to know he's a murderer. If I know it, if I know it, we already know the kings and queens. We know that's part of our history. We know that exists. But you said it's part of our history. It should be part of your daily. It should be. It needs to be revived. That's all I'm saying. I'm not saying that that is your, your focus. Your focus is about getting up in the morning. But let's also talk about this in this right way. I think so. Do you, do you I, think every, 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 every black person is in danger of being shot today? There's always a chance. There is always a chance. I'm not denying that. I think on our podcast, when we talk about things, we talk about it so uh, black and white, cut and dry, and black people uh, fear the police. Not all black people fear the, po- fear the police. There are some towns where they have black officers that run most of the police, and, it, and, it, and they're, they feel very comfortable. The, 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 uh, who was it? The, the chief of police, the main head nigga 
And Chicago's black, ain't he? Yeah. Okay, so let's. I lose didn't that say argument. I didn't say that one. So let's I lose said that argument. All I'm. Uh, my point is, it don't 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 tell me based on a nigga's position that that means anything. Because if if that's your example, we talking about the 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 HNIC, the head nigga in charge in Chicago, and cops killing niggas in Chicago. So don't use that example. That argument. Right out the fucking window. But there's other places besides Chicago where it isn't. It doesn't feel that. You know way. what? Sometimes, and this is where I have. Do to, we do we ever do we ever give credit to to the black community for doing well? Or on this podcast, we're only going to talk about the, the shitty things that happen. We know what that the black there are certain parts of the black community that do that do very well. They do great. Yeah. Okay. Well, it just doesn't sound like it the way we talk about. Well, it doesn't sound like it to you. I know it. But we don't express that ever. <laughs> Listen, man. Uh, Go on to the next part of this thing that you want to challenge Black people are the only people in the world who forget their heritage. Jews never forget. Jews regardless. Okay, Jews never forget. Jews regardless of where they are in the world. Same for the Chinese. Well, let me tell you this, my man. Again. I know there's going to be some white people to hear me say this and go, Oh God, that was a million years ago. Get over it. Slavery. That's why. I think it was Muhammad Ali that said it. Everywhere else in the world, a Chinese person, if a Chinese person goes to China, they're Chinese. They're surrounded by Chinese. Germans go to Germany, they're surrounded by Germans. Uh, Italians go to Italy, Italians. This is the only country where a black man doesn't have his own people, his own place, his own, because of slavery and the fact that we've been We've been taught and 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 uh, stripped of our heritage, our name, our culture, who we are, who we really are, our language. Those effects are still prevalent today. That's why. Very much. That's why black people don't always stick together. Because since slavery, we've been we've been trained to go. Light skin is more important than dark skin. Uh. Uh. You know, the, based on how your hair is, your features, your big nose, your big lips, which, again, why a movie like um, Black Panther was so important to see the plates through the lips and not feel like that isn't beautiful. Black isn't beautiful. So, you know, when you say, you know, black people are the only race. Well, there you go. That's why slavery has everything to do with that. But then when I just said why Africa is important and you said indirectly, no, now you just made a point why it is important. Because when you say go to China and Chinese people go to China, they have a whole country that they can say this is what we did. This is who we are. Okay, look, black people aren't on the black. I know what you're you're getting at, but black people aren't on the kick of, yeah, Africa. Because, again, most Africans don't even like black people. I'm not disagreeing. Or agreeing with that statement, because I don't know most Africans. But what I will say is, if there is a place that you take pride in, that you, even in here, when you're at the worst place, and go, but I come from these people. Not, I am these people, but I come from these people. And, and I was, acknowledge and it was, that. And it was an amazing place. And, and I've been to Africa. It's beautiful. And it had great wealth that wasn't robbed. It could get their wealth back. I think that that would change. Uh, 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 you couldn't have a president say shit old countries then. That's all I'm saying about why it's important, well, I, not well, well, and well, why well, indirectly it's well, important. Well, I don't, I don't think that if they had all that wealth, if they had um, uh, Zamunda and Wakanda wealth combined, I don't think that would stop Donald Trump from saying shit old countries because he is a racist. What did Don King say? It don't matter how much money a nigga has in America, you're still a nigga. 
So if, if you're racist, it don't matter if Africa was the richest fucking place on the planet. He would still find a way to insult them. That it would be this. It would be a stupid comment. It would be. It was a stupid comment, but it would make it would make him, as a business person, seem like the biggest idiot in the whole world. Because now you're doing. You, you couldn't say that. Well, he is a business person, but, and he is the biggest idiot in the world. You so he still accomplished that. But he's not doing business with that country. If it had wealth that he wanted to have, he'd want to have a Trump Tower there. No, he wouldn't. No, he wouldn't. If he was making money on it, he would. No, I don't believe that. Um, and the last thing uh, I really want to address, uh, and listen, much respect to the legendary, iconic, respected Dick Gregory. But Mr. Gregory, while you're resting in peace, you are fucking wrong. Maybe you heard of this guy named Muhammad Ali. So when you sit there and you say no athlete in history has changed things, I beg your pardon, sir. Muhammad Ali. I forget what the brothers' names were, but the two brothers in the Olympics who stood on the podium and raised their fists with black gloves on. How about the iconic photo of Jim Brown, Muhammad Ali, Bill Russell, and Kareem Abdul-Jabbar? I beg your pardon, sir. Get your mouth right, Mr. Gregory. Rest in peace. Athletes do make a difference. That matters. But Ali was one of the most revered and loved athletes on the planet. And the fact that, he, again, at a time when black people have been made to feel like we ain't shit for this, uh, for this boisterous, I hope I'm saying that right, for this, for this loud, cocky, beautifully arrogant nigga to say black is beautiful, stick his chest out, I'm the king of the world, I'm a bad man, that's important. Um, I'm not, I, I don't know where Dick Gregory's head was in this, and uh, I'm not going to say anything uh, other than... I, I don't know if he maybe possibly could have meant as an athlete he hasn't changed his world as, as, pro, as someone who has a platform to speak on a black issues. That could change the world. Um, because there's a lot of athletes that don't that are black and successful that don't yeah, change but, the but world. But when you make a statement like no yeah. athlete. Well, we don't know that the quote, the whole quote, he just put that part of the quote down. Do you know the quote that Gregory, Dick Gregory said? Do we know the actual quote? Technically, no. So but if I, this is what he said, yeah. But if this is what he said, we need to do a little bit more work, though. Be, before I, I all right. Say well, it, but, if we wrong, well, I'll come back and apologize. Dick Gregory, but if this is what he said, yeah. that's foolish. I, I don't see Dick Gregory saying something as as abstractly uh, disagreeable as that is right there, because there has been a lot of athletes, even people who don't say things that are athletes, like Michael Jordan, who's kicked the door open and left room for other black men to come through with their own uh, businesses, that he he kicked that door down. You know, again, I, this might go back to the damage of slavery, but again, you t- t- back to my man's email here, how black people rip each other up. You know, nothing seems to ever be enough for us. If, if niggas complain that we ain't doing this and then we do that, they find something else to complain about. You know, all the black people that throw shade at Michael Jordan and go, oh, he, you know, he don't care about black people. What has he ever done for black people? Uh, you know, that nigga don't even like black people. Again, 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 imagery is important. We, when, 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 you, when you live in a country that has had a history of making you feel and stating 
that black people are not beautiful. Our lips are too big. Our noses are too wide. We're jungle bunnies. We're, we're coons. We're apes. We're, we're animals. Here comes a guy, 6'6", six, six, fucking handsome, sexy, looks good in a tailor-made suit, successful, hailed as the greatest basketball player of all time on a global level. If you don't take anything else from that, but wow, that inspires me to be. Holy shit, my dark skin and my wide nose and my big lips ain't ugly. He's everything I am and handsome. And success in business. And success in business. Then he, Michael Jordan has done his job, motherfuckers. And when I say motherfuckers, I'm talking to black people. Y'all make me sick with this shit. Michael's done his fucking job. What do you want him to do? Buy you a fucking house? He's, he's his job. Technically, he's done his job. Take pride in the fact that you could sit back and go, Michael Jordan, a black man, is the greatest at, I don't give a fuck what it is, but he's the greatest to ever live. My kids' kids will know that. How do you just shit on that? Same thing, Barack Obama. All the niggas that go, what did Barack do for us? Again, I forget, I was, god damn it, I was reading something and a lady listed a website where you could go and see all of Barack's accomplishments. <laughs> the nigga did a good job. And I, and I don't want to go over this again because I've gone over it a million times. Again, based on the history of this country, we built the White House. To have a man in charge living in there of the most powerful country in the world, if that don't give you a sense of black pride and accomplishment, and on top of that, given how horrible Trump is, and he was everything, Obama succeeded every way in which Trump tried to take him down and said he was incompetent, and now look at this incompetent fucking human bird's nest. If that don't make you stick your chest out with pride, what the fuck more do you want, black people? What do you want? Uh, black Panther is just a movie. Calm down. No, the fuck it wasn't. When you see your son and your little daughter dress up like T'Challa and whatever his sister's name was in the movie with the paint on her face, nigga, job done. God damn it. I'm sorry. Are you good now? Yeah, I'm good. Um, there's something you said in there, and I don't know if I want to address it or not, though. Not in this part right here that you just went off on. Uh when you talk about Africans not liking Americans, well, there's two things I want to say. One, you you always say in America, like mm-hmm. the, the big noses and the, the the lips and the darks. Dude, the, the reason I think I, 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 I comment on it is because it's not just an American thing, and that's what I was saying that where this person took note. It's, it's a worldwide thing. And America gets, America gets handed... I think America gets handed the most of it because they kept slavery longer than any other country, any other. Uh, sorry, I want to make sure I say this right. Than any, uh, they kept blacks enslaved longer than any other country of, uh, of, that was supposed to be free. Right. That's what I want to say because there's still slavery right now, so I want to make sure that I say it the right way. Um, 
And so I think that's why America gets handed this. But you go to Europe, and it ain't always a picnic for blacks in, in, in Europe. Blacks that play uh, soccer are in Europe are constantly berated, and, uh, and, and it's shitty over there, too. And like I said, any human condition that's fucked up, regardless of color, it's fucked up. And I, you know, my heart bleeds. But, but I'm black. But I want to take care of black where people, we live. Right. And black people catch hell all over the world, from the aborigines to the niggas in Europe that get bananas, peels thrown on the soccer field. And we are the top of the totem pole for mistreatment. America, American blacks. So, uh, But when you did say that you were stripped of your uh, culture, religion, your wealth, everything that you came from when you that's why I look at Americans and, and, and I and I do think that the and this is where I was having a hard time saying this. I think it's important to have a strong Africa for black people around the world because it's a visible way of looking at blacks and seeing success. But blacks in America are black they're they're Americans. I mean and anybody who lives here for a certain amount of time and culturally becomes American is American. And there's no one more American than blacks because everything that was culturally created by blacks is a generally American because everything else was European and blacks are the only one who had to recreate a culture because their culture was taken from them. So everything that black culture has made in America is American. American is a casual, but just even the way we dress here is influenced by black culture. The way we our, our speech is, is very, uh, didn't used to, and, and this is all recent too, when you talk about speech, words that we use is very influenced by black culture. Uh, our music has always been influenced, ever since we stopped playing banjos and uh, got out of uh, just very, the music has always been influenced by uh, black culture in this country. It, it's it, 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 it's a black culture dominance, but without getting the credit or the notoriety for what blacks have accomplished in this country. So that's why when I also say, do blacks get credit for doing well in this country? There's a lot of blacks doing well in this country. This country's changing. It's just not where you want, where you or anyone else that is concerned would want it to be. You know, you you. On Thursday night, and we talked about this, you, you used the word in describing D.L. Hewley, angry. Yep. And I said to you, you got to be, and then you changed the context, which was very important. Um, you said he had a right to be angry, but you didn't say that at first. You went, D.L.'s angry. And I told you, that's something you got to be careful with, because white people often describe black men who say the truth, who speak up, that we're angry. And it's not angry. We're not angry. It's like, God damn it, I wish I could find it. Fuck, I I need to do better. Um, Maybe you might know. I'll try to describe him. There's a black guy. Most of the footage you've seen on him is in black and white. But it's color, too. Dude, I know. I know here, too. The movie, um, that movie, uh, I'm not sure. uh, What's the name of the movie? Yeah. I'm not your Negro? Yes, I'm not your Negro. Yeah. He, he, he looks, and I'm not trying to be funny, but he looks like an insect. Like, he, he just has a weird look. But I don't know. I don't remember his name, but I know exactly God, who I you're wish talking I could remember to. his name. Oh, I'll look it up while you talk. Okay. But um, this brother is so smart. 
yeah. and conscious. And he was on a, he, I think he was on Dick Cavett's show. And he said, when a white man says, give me liberty or give me death, he's heroic. He's seen as a leader. The people cheer him. They support him. But when a black man says the same thing, white society goes, we have to exterminate that nigga and anybody like him so there won't be more. So because D.L. Hewley says a lot of conscious, highly intelligent, truthful shit, like, it, you know, a Malcolm X or uh, any of the black leaders uh, during that time of racial injustice, Huey Newton, the Panthers, they're angry. They're angry. So you have to be careful with that. When you say, when you say, is that him? Yeah, right there. Second guy. James Baldwin. There it is. Um, because that's 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 something. That's a label that white America puts on us, and it's fucked up, and it's hypocritical. Well, it was made to be dismissive, and that, I don't mean it. But yes, it's made to be dismissive. I don't mean it in a dismissive way. I mean, if someone's angry because they see some things that are wrong, and they're speaking on it, and it's passionate. Because it, it it brings out the anger for something that's wrong. That's all I meant by it. I didn't mean that he was. But when you say bring out the anger, again, context is very key. You got to say he has a right, right to, to be, be angry. angry. You can't just say angry. Yeah, I, I understand what you're saying, but because of because I I don't mean it in that way at all whatsoever. Right. Because I understand the right to be angry. The only right. reason I why would I be listening? Why would I even be paying attention to what D.L. Hughley's saying? In the first place, and I and the reason I even said that he, I, I I called him DLX the other day, which because uh, that's funny, yeah, because he's he's but he, but but, but because that's not an insult, no, and he's picked up the platform of speaking out right. against what he sees is wrong, right, and he speaks out aggressively, uh, and I think that that's great. So when I said it, I didn't mean obviously I didn't mean it that way, but I understand what you mean by how it can be how it can be perceived dismissive or to be used to be dismissive. There's a great line in the movie The Siege. Uh, great movie too. Um, Denzel, um, great character actor Tony Shalhoub, Annette Bening, um, and it's about you know um, terrorism, uh, and of course Denzel and Tony Shalhoub play. I don't want to say I don't want to say DEA agents. They play some sort of author, uh, police figure. Um, and towards the end, I, I guess um, Bruce Willis's character, who plays this no-nonsense, kick-ass military guy, puts into effect martial law. And he rounds up all the uh, Muslim men and Arabs in New York and puts them in these little concentration camps. And Denzel knows this is bullshit, and it's wrong, and it's illegal. Um, so towards the end of the movie... Uh, there's a little bit of a face-off where Denzel walks into the main headquarters of the concentration camp and there's a standoff between him and Bruce Willis and one of Bruce Willis's soldiers look at Denzel and say this shit to him basically like, uh, if you don't hurry up and get out of here, I might just think you're Ethiopian. And Denzel goes, you're stupid enough to believe that's an insult. <laughs> so, so when you say DLX, it's a compliment. Yeah, um, and I meant it that way. I didn't mean it in a, but he, I meant because he's taking up a torch that I, yeah. I didn't know that he was doing. Right, I knew he was, but I didn't know that he was getting that. Right. Yeah, right. And and you know, it's funny because you, 
I, I, I thought I had it. I, I wish I could find it. Somebody sent you an email agreeing with the fact that your stance on taking sides. Oh, it, yeah. said, it said, you know, Andy doesn't have to take a side. Why do you, Why does he have to take a side? Why can't he be neutral? Um, I'm not neutral either, though. But I, I might. Yeah. I, I wish I had the email, so I'm not just paraphrasing. But and eventually, the dude says it in the email. But I knew four lines in the reading this shit. I said he's white, and the guy eventually writes, "Yeah, and I'm a white guy." Exactly. I find it ironic that let's say let's put a number on it. You've gotten 20 emails. 19 of them are from black people going, Andy, man, with the fucking, the wavering and the da, 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 da. And the one person who has your back happens to shame the, share the same skin tone with you. Which, again, adheres to my point. White people, when it comes to racism, you guys just don't get it. I don't want to say I, you. I don't mean you. I don't mean you. I don't know how you put that all on racism, though. But so, so no, say no, no. it because I want to understand what you're saying. I, and I'm not saying you as a whole. Yeah, but I want to understand because what you're I, I understand you get a lot of shit and you sympathize and you say a lot of shit that's on the money. But there's a certain part, certain aspects of racism where it's almost like it's it feels like it's easier for you guys to just sweep shit under the rug and and not acknowledge what we're saying because I find it insane that. That's like 90%. 19 out of 20. And these are black people telling you, yo, this is what it is. And you and another white guy coincidentally are going, no, it ain't. That's crazy to me. But I gave you a good example. I thought I gave you a good example on... um it's it's just the way that I think. I can't. It's the way y'all think no, when it comes to this. I'm going to explain it the way that I said it to you, though. Um, and it's to me, it's never been black and white, and it's been you all in or you're all out. Because one of the things I asked you, I go, "Do you, do you agree? Did you, did you like Obama as a president?" And you said, "Yes, right." Yeah. Did you agree with everything that he did? Yeah. Every single thing. Yeah. No, you didn't. You just say that because you want to be on one side. You want to be no, on Obama's I, side. I, 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 I agree with everything he did. So blanket bombing in some of the areas that he bombed where women and children were getting killed uh, because they were doing it with drone strikes, you were okay with that? No, but shit. Casualties of war. Shit happens. So would you have liked him maybe to do something a little different than that? If he could have, why not? Okay. I, I'm all for sparing women and children. Okay. All I'm saying is in everything you do... I don't like Trump for all the people that keep asking me that say, that say, well, he says he doesn't like Trump, but then he agrees with Trump. I'm saying that if I could look at a president like Obama and agree with 90% of what he did and have 10% that I disagree with, I could work against the 10% and still be on that side. I can also say that I am not on Trump's side, and I agree with 10% of the shit that he, he does. Because no one is all off on everything we all have things that we're even even someone you disagree with hitler had some good points i'm going to be honest and say it yo geronimo but i can be i can be totally against his i can be i just jumped out of the airplane nigga with no parachute <laughs> i can be because people bring up hitler all the time hitler but he, he i i don't agree with the extermination of the jews okay i don't agree with his extermination of the gypsies you. i don't agree with his extermination of what would have been if he took over the world would have been blacks next. 
because what he wanted an Aryan with? race. What do you agree with that he did? He had some economic situ- uh, economic issues that I thought that he was trying to uh, uh, fix. I thought that he was trying to implement a food uh, a, a, a food program because people didn't have food. Uh, there were some things that he was doing that that made sense, but. He was a crazy motherfucker that wanted that wanted to exterminate. I don't even know if he was crazy. To be honest, he believed in an Aryan race where he wanted blue-eyed, blonde-haired people, and that's all he wanted in that country. What do you agree with the Trumps done? There's some economic issues that I think that he is he is working towards to fix some of the economy. I agree with pulling, and this is what this is the one that everybody's going to get mad at me about. But I there's more to this. Uh, if you looked at some of the agreements that we were on with the uh, uh, climate, the climate, uh, climate agreement, change? the climate, the climate agreements that we were in, didn't he get rid of? He didn't get rid- something that's putting us in a bad spot. Um, let me try to get into that. Uh, he got out of the uh, Paris agreements, and in the Paris agreements, we were sponsoring and paying for a lot of what China was doing. And there was no teeth in this agreement. So China, we would be paying for things for China, and China could still surpass the amount of emissions that they were supposed to have. And there was nothing anyone could do about it. The agreement right. wasn't a good agreement, but it was the best agreement we could get at the time. So the, the, the thought process behind a lot of people is, well, it's the best we had, so why are we going to remove ourselves from it? Because it affected us, uh, it, it affected us financially horribly. Is it something that I still think we need? Yeah, but I don't know how to get about how to go around the the China situation. Right now, um, we're having a big. There's a big growth in fossil fuels outside of America as well. So this these this agreement isn't because uh, because we exited the agreement that this is happening. Because they were all still going to be on the agreement, but it was never going to be honored because the Chinese are going to do what they want to do in this right now. And that's what he removed us from. And I thought that that was a bold, a bold move. I don't know if it's the right move, but I, I, I saw the point in that. And I'm not saying like, I, like I'm wholeheartedly going, hey, let's give him a medal. Okay, so you don't know if it's the right move, but you, I, you think well, it's a I good think, thing? I think what the right move is, is sometimes you have to get out of something so we can come up with something better. Uh, and I would like us to. And I think in this country, one of the things that is important to do, if we believe in our system at all, which is in the, in the economy of the system, is that we will develop more things in the private sector than letting the government try to maintain what we're doing. We Our greenhouse, the things we're doing for greenhouse in this country to better uh, uh, work with uh, using solar and wind power is if we keep this in the private sector, they make money out of it. They're going to do it and they're doing it right now. And I think that that's where the growth will come from. And I'm not saying that we don't need some kind of agreement. I just don't believe that that was the best agreement that we could get. And it's time to change it. It might've been the best agreement we had at the time, but I think we could do better. And I don't even know if this is the president that's going to do it, but I think that there's something better for us. This is a world issue. It's hard to get everybody in the world on the same page. Um, there was a uh, thing, and I looked at. I, I wanted to look it up. Uh, maybe you could look it up on your phone. Um, on Instagram, it, it was called Merc- Mercurial M E R C U R I A L underscore E R A, and that's something to do with Leonardo DiCaprio. Uh, and and meat. 
because, you know, he's always on this big crusade to save the earth and all of that. And and I guess instead of cows, uh, it's a it's a plant based meat to eventually, you know, stop the slaughter of cows, which I guess somehow by killing the cows or whatever it is, it's fucking up the system. So we need to stop eating. It's it's the it's the cows farting. I swear okay. it's 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 the the methane gas that they're releasing. It's between the cows and it's also with uh, the pigs, and it's the way that we uh, we farm we farm meat in this country. So if we didn't farm meat in this way, they wouldn't fart. No, they would fart, but it's the bulk amount that we have and the way that we go. What we're putting into them. Well, not only what we're putting into them, that which is part of it, but it's also the amount and how we raise and, and slaughter. Uh, we we do it to it in abundance. It, it used to be, you know, remember there was a butcher? Now it's like Safeway, and Safeway has ranches, and they have to fill orders. Right. And all this meat's made. I don't know how much, I mean, some of that doesn't get used. Let me, let, me, let, me, let, me, let, me, let me say something real quick. Um this might be a hard thing for people to swallow and accept, but I think this is just a fucking reality. Um, as a species, we're going to eventually die. Well, that's what they're talking about, gonna, the overpopulation. Uh, we're going to uh, all be extinct um, because what it really takes to save us, we're not going to do because Doing the right thing does not feel good as as much as doing the wrong thing. You mean like getting a gym? Yeah, 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 yeah. You're not going to stop getting people to eat steak, hamburgers, spaghetti, and meatballs because, dude, you're not going to replace that with a plant-based meat. Now, the vegetarians will eat it. Um, and the homosexuals. No, I'm sorry. <laughs> I just thought it a lie from Ted. Uh, we're having turkey burgers tonight for dinner. Oh, we uh, having homosexuals over? Um, all I'm saying is, all the steakhouses across this country, the Fourth of July, the Super Bowl, summer in general, steaks, ribs, fucking. Again, if you've ever, if you could ever afford to go, Ruth Chris, Del Frisco's, spaghetti pasta with meatball, lasagna with meat. That shit is the reason why they call it comfort food. It feels good, and in our shitty lives, in this shitty world, um, I think Dennis Leary said something about, and I've I've heard this repeated before. Life sucks. And life is basically a lot of disappointments. Wherever you can find your little moments of victory, your little moments of feel good, which aren't often, life basically stinks. So people look for things to feel good. And food makes you feel good. It tastes good. You're not going to get people to stop eating what feels good for a plant-based fucking meat. We're going to die. But there's different ways that you can farm, raise. There's different ways that we could feed. There's different ways that we could capture <laughs> methane <laughs> gases. 
But these are things that have to make money or people don't develop them. What do you talk about? The things to do better? Yeah. Well, is it going to make more money than what's making money now? Which is the fucking... It can. It's all about development. We we, we can do better. Uh, Here's why I won't wait. Okay, go ahead. When we're put against the wall is when we generally try to do better. And I think we're we're gonna do, but we, people are starting to build uh, with the idea of the oh, idea of, of saving uh, on fuels, not so much lowering their carbon footprint. Everything is being looked at that way, and how we can do it. And as far as as far as building ranches and and and, and you know to farm these meats, I think people are gonna look at ways to develop it that are gonna make more money and be more efficient. Do you really think all of that realistically will be accomplished? In time to save us from damnation, do you really believe that? Uh, no, I don't. Okay, so I, that's I, what I'm uh, saying. I think it's a. I think it's a. I think it's a noble effort. My my question is: What did di- what did the dinosaurs do to deserve to be kicked off the earth? Well, that was God's selection. Was it God's selection? You believe God went? Well, you know what? I don't need the dinosaurs here anymore. Well, listen, if 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 what they say is true, and a meteorite took them out, yeah, that was natural. That was Earth, nature, whatever. But what what makes us feel that we're so superior that I never said we were. Okay. That's what I'm saying. What what makes us feel so superior that we shouldn't be wiped out in the next generation of whatever comes up. I never said we, yeah. we we should. But if it's a question of being wiped out by God's hand or our own, I think we're gonna do it to us before God does. Yeah, we might, but maybe this is God's intent for us to do it this no, way. No, we're doing the damage. Well, God ain't got nothing to do with what we're doing. Free will. We're we're doing this. Yes, but God knows everything, so he knew he knew we were going to do get that. Me started on that bullshit. He knew we were going to do it. I, I got you. I get where you're going. Um, that's like uh, you know, when 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 they were going, you know, it's it's better to drive a car that you plug in somewhere, right? Yeah. Because of the gasoline and all that. People would do that if those cars looked like a Mercedes, sleek, cool, looked like a Lamborghini. Uh, the top of the line BMW, the top of the line Lexus. Those cars look horrendous. No. And people don't want to drive in horrendous vehicles. You think this, the new cars, the, the new gas cars, I mean, electric cars look horrendous? Compared to the, the new, ones that the aren't? The new uh, uh, Teslas? Come on, man. You don't think that Tesla looks good? Get the fuck out of here. I love the Tesla. The body on a sleek Mercedes, BMW, Lexus, Cadillac, those cars look awesome. They look cool, sleek, silky, sexy. Those fucking energy efficient cars look like fucking losers drive them. And but I'm Tesla? Yes. Nah. Yeah, dog. Yeah. No, that Tesla's smooth looking. My point is, yo, again, people want to look good. People want to feel good. So because of our own selfish, greedy desires, we are going to kill ourselves because we're not going to make the necessary adjustments to live. Why? Because those adjustments are ugly. They don't feel as good. They don't taste as good. And life is short and it stinks and we, we need to feel good, which is why, again, You're, I always thought, and I'm going to let you have it, I always thought the war on drugs was the biggest waste of time. It is the biggest waste we're of gonna time. We're going to stop drugs. We need to stop. They've been fighting that fight since how long? Drugs will never come to an end. One is too much money in it. And two, it makes people feel good. As much as you're killing yourself, as as fucked up as it is, people look for a release. Cocaine, 
Whatever it does to you, if it make you feel good, people going to do it. Well, and what's funny is the way we look at things. If we were to uh, take the money that we put to fight the war against drugs, we could let people do all the drugs they wanted and then still have and save money by having some uh, treatment centers for people that actually needed help. It would be cheaper than the fighting the war against drugs. Right. The wall that we put across that, they, that Trump wants to put, take that money and put it into some cooperative between Mexico and the United States and make, and make a more powerful nation between the two and have that money working uh, for how we, how we in, in the economy instead of in a wall, which the mm-hmm. wall is an economy because you're going to pay people to build a wall, but not the same as, as, as some structure for work and for people and, some, and, and having some new legislation for people uh, becoming uh, citizenship. Nah, let's just throw a bunch of billions of dollars into a wall. We, we spend money on, on barriers. We don't spend money on, on, on growth and ideas. That's one of the problems with our government. Yeah. I mean, look, man. Ain't no fucking secret. Everybody knows, you know, sex with a condom is smart. It's, it's you got to, you know, you don't catch nothing. You don't die. You know, it's safe. You know how many times motherfuckers, you know, fuck it. Because sex with one and sex without one, vast fucking difference. Vast fucking difference. And it's like, you know, you you pray and you hope, but you go, Nigga, <laughs> this you, you just you just you take the gamble. Now I'm not saying you should do it. I'm, I'm not saying I'm not condoning it. I'm not saying it's smart. But people want to feel good. You have thirty minutes. Thirty minutes. What? Six twenty to pick up. Oh, well, nigga, we we basically done. What better note to end on than condomless sex? Okay, I just let you know you had thirty minutes. Yeah, I know. I'm good. All right, all right. Yeah. Motherfuckers have been asking for a two-hour podcast. Extra sauce, so they we gave got, you extra you sauce. It. There you go. Don't get used to it, motherfuckers. This ain't gonna, <laughs> ain't gonna be like this. Uh, it, it can if you guys keep sending emails, and I'll keep defending myself because I'm not wrong. <laughs> hey, if you don't believe in yourself, nobody else. Yeah, will. yeah, but that statement just got four more emails. Hey, man, I gotta give you credit. You you stand your fucking ground, and not, not even from Florida. Exactly. You, you, you're a white man, so everywhere you go is Florida. It is. I'm going to say this, though, uh, and I would like to say this to the black community because I think that uh, it is easier for a white dude not to pick and choose, um, to be able to pick and choose, because we, we, it, our, li- our life in this country isn't affected the same way as your, your uh, uh, black black community is affected in this country the white community is affected differently and it's easier for me to go well i like this but i don't like this when like what you just said i like all of obama you're not gonna you're not gonna waver from that because wavering from that weakens that's the the stance that you need to have i feel about obama the way a trump supporter feels about trump minus the stupidity (laughs) obama could Smack a baby in the face, nigga. And I would still love him. He, that baby must have done something to Obama. But it'll be a different kind of slap, <laughs> nigga. It'll be a beautiful slap. It'll be an eloquent it, slap. I, and I do realize that. I want people to understand that. But I, I'm telling you, I, I don't think that there's a 100% right answer from any single living person. I think we've all made mistakes and we all have done things that we look back at and go, I would change that if I could. There that is, baby. 
Um, where are we next week? Oh, we home. I'm, you know, LA. You're home. I'm not. Fuck, man. You fucking 45 minutes away flight, right? Yeah. You driving or you flying? Uh, I don't know yet. I, I think I'm going to drive because I like having my car out there. Okay. Um, you don't have to pay for a hotel room. You got that hotel for me? Yeah, I'm going to get okay. a hotel. You can just stay in okay. my hotel. So I'm saving you money, Jew boy. Yeah. Well, you fucking Jew boy. Of course, because you want to be in your house because you got your house back. Yeah, nigga. Um... Yeah, so Irvine. We didn't say the name of the place, so we're going to be Irvine. Irvine. Irvine, California, improv. Uh, y'all know the drill. Come on, man. Get these T-shirts, baby. The Utah White People's Africa on my website, airyspears.com, or McDonough on airyspears.com. Pandora, free. Uh, Patreon, subscribe. Uh, cameo. I'm, I'm loving these cameos. I'm getting them. Cameo. Uh, order one. Support your guy, baby. You guys want to really do us a favor? Do this for me. Uh, grab your friend's phone who doesn't listen to us. Just grab the phone and uh, just go over to their podcast app on their phone and just look us up and hit subscribe. That's all you got to do. That would help Grab us. your friend's phone. Grab your mama's phone. And just hit subscribe. Yeah. While you looking through your bitch phone, see if she's sucking other niggas' dicks. Subscribe. <laughs> AndyComedy.com. I'll see you in Irvine. Well, out. Pussy ass, nigga.